This podcast is proudly brought to you by Riverside Wine and Spirits. It's Chattanooga's number one stop to stock up your liquor cabinet, wine cellar, or beer fridge. And beyond a premium selection of fine beverages and libations, you'll also find that they have various membership clubs, tasting events, and all the cheeses, olives, and accoutrements you need to make sure your charcuterie game is supremely on point. So, swing on by Riverside Wine and Spirits right under Old Jotty Bridge on Manufacturers Road, right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Testing, testing. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We had a little bit of a hiccup. That's what happens when you're just starting off recording. And when you don't know what you're doing at all. Exactly. Um, so we were talking about the first time we ever met. Oh, God. Sarah, do you want to start back off on what you were saying? I guess so. I don't know where the thing cut off. So just start from the beginning. Basically, um, it was the end of December. Our Odd Stories anniversary is December 31st. Um, and it was my... Maybe it was my fourth week working there. doesn't matter. I'd been there less than a month. Um, I didn't have any idea what I was doing at that point. Like I'm still learning everything and the ropes and whatever. So we're having a big party and we're doing like big giveaways. It was the third anniversary. So we were giving away like three gifts on the third hour of every or the third minute of every hour. So we have a microphone behind the bar and we're doing a big drawing. And like I my body just shuts down anytime I have to talk to more than like four people. and. I like my eyes water. My mouth gets really dry. I like can't swallow. I like can't breathe. It's bad. And it doesn't matter what kind of mental exercises I do to overcome this. Like it's just never going to happen. So I'm up there like freaking out and I'm like, okay, okay, we got to do another drawing and I have to be the one to emcee it. And like, there's this person sitting at the end of the bar and she's like, she's got like blue hair and she's like, you're going to be great. You're doing (laughs) such a good job. I'm so proud of you. Like you're killing it. And I'm like, Thanks. I think you're the only thing really getting me through this. And it was me. It was her. <laughs> yeah. Because my birthday is December 31st and Odd Story happens to be that place of choice that I always like to go to for my birthday. Yep. And so I always like now getting the anniversary beers and then I have a couple and whatnot. And so that's what me and my husband were doing. We were there hanging out and that's where Sarah was. And I was just like, you know, pumping her up and being like, hey, you're going to do great. It's fine. Like people aren't going to look that much into it. They're no. more like. Just want to see if they're going to win and go from there. And so, yeah, that's really when we first got to know each other, but we didn't even really know each other. I had no idea. I was like, I'm so grateful for you. Thanks. Until months later. And then like LaTroy and you were talking and I was like, Mm -hmm. and then you send me a text about a podcast. I'm like, who was this? LaTroy's like, it's Sarah. And I was like, oh, my bad. Sweet. (laughs) I don't have your number. So I didn't know. Just somebody asking me to do a podcast. I'm like, sure. And I'm like, yeah. I said yes before I even knew what was happening. (laughs) I mean, and like, obviously we've had the idea to do this for a while now, but like the actual planning of it kind of life happened and fell through the wayside or by the wayside. But here we are. Um, So, yeah, I guess today is kind of it'll I mean, kind of short, but we're going to just go through some introductions and our history and beer and all of that. So. How's your week been? Week's not been bad. Um, Oh, it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks since we've seen each other. Uh, or three weeks, actually. Has it been three weeks? I think it's only been two. Oh, I don't know. My weeks blur. Um, I'm just busy. That's pretty much it. I mean, we all work in the beer industry, so we stay busy with everything. And uh, I decided that June was a great time to do like this Chattanooga Brewery Appreciation Month. So I've been like gathering items to do this big giveaway and been doing like end caps and beer tastings and all these fun stuff with social media and it's tiring, especially yeah. when you're really the only one that runs your department and you're the one that has to get it all together, which I love doing it. I mean, people are drinking 
local beer. They're not just going to the same thing over and over again. They're trying new stuff, which is awesome. We also started doing Kim's pick four, pick six mix packs. So these are like pre-made packs that I do. They're random. Like, I mean, with it being, again, locals month, I it's all local beers. So there's one that's like a variety of styles. There's another one that's strictly IPAs. And then there's another one that's just sours. Um, eventually, I would like to do a lager one because there's probably people that strictly like lagers. And there's more and more coming into our market, especially our local market, which is fantastic. Um, the, I did it. I started it last Monday. And I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to sell but a couple. I sold 15 units, probably about 20 units total, which is crazy. It, it, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. Yeah. Um, you have to keep in mind that Prudes is located on top of a mountain with like a small community around it. It's yeah. not they're not in a big city that's got a lot of foot traffic all the time. I was gonna say it's about so, 20 minutes down to down to get to downtown. Yeah. But like you, you aren't in the middle of downtown. That's got people walking through at like yeah. all hours or whatever. Like you, you have a very, from my understanding anyway, like defined community. Yeah. So absolutely. I think selling that many of one thing to all these people is great. I've been super pumped and I've been telling people and I'm like, look, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just so excited because my goal when it comes to beer in general, whether it's my profession or not, is to get people to try new things, find what they love. And I don't know, just just drink good shit. Like there's so many good beers out there and there's so many great breweries that are brewing good stuff and people just kind of stick to what they know. And I mean, I understand you enjoy what you like and you want to stick with it, but you're missing out, especially if people are like, well, I support local. Well, drink all the other beers too. Don't just stick with one. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stick with just one. And if you're not sure where to go, I mean, hit up your local breweries, talk to your beer tenders. They should, if they are good beer tenders, should be able to direct you in the way to what you enjoy. Yep. And if they don't know, samples. But I know some breweries are really picky on that because some people take advantage of it. Yeah, it's not like walking into a Baskin Robbins where you're like, ooh, 32 flavors. I'm going to try them all and then leave. Like, don't be a dick. Yeah. But yeah, and I also think the number of people that walk into breweries and they're like, I don't really drink beer. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't either at one point. Right. Same. And I mean, to be fair, I was not 21 yet, but like <laughs> I didn't drink beer at one point. Yeah. So I ask, like, okay, cool. What do you drink? Oh, well, I drink red wine or I drink white wine or I drink a margarita or whatever. And I'm like, great. So we have this like darker one that's got some like dark fruit notes that's going to be similar to a red wine or we've got something that's really light and like, effervescent that's going to be similar to a white wine or like those flavor profiles don't hugely change across the board. It's just what you're making it out of, but everything has the same descriptors. Yep. Essentially same with coffee. Mm -hmm. So coffee is something that I was into for a very long. I still am. I love coffee, but like I worked in coffee for a very long time. Right. And it was an easy transition into beer because you have the same flavor profiles almost. And it depends on the beer and what you're aiming for. But um, when people are like, Oh, I like it, you know, a margarita. I'm like, cool. We have a sour over here. That's got like a really heavy lime flavor mm-hmm. or whatever, but there's always some relatable aspect between the beer you have on a wall, assuming you have a, a good selection and you're not just all IPAs Yep. and what people typically drink if they don't drink beer. Yep. I mean, and you have to, in my opinion, and again, I don't run a brewery, so I don't know, but you should have a good variety on your wall of beer. Now, don't get me, I mean, don't get me wrong. IPAs are extremely popular. That's what people are looking for, but not everybody wants to walk in and see, let's say you have 10 taps and five to six of them are IPAs. Yeah. And some places are like that where majority of the taps that they have are IPAs. Now I enjoy an IPA every once in a while. I've kind of switched a little bit on my styles that I drink, but if I come in and you just have mainly IPAs, 
I'm going to be a little bummed out, be like, yeah, sure, I'll take, you know, this one. But if you have a variety, I may end up having a couple just to enjoy whatever you're, you know, whatever you have. Yeah. And if, it, if it's a bunch of IPAs, like because they're not, oh, I'm just going to move that a little bit. My bad. Um, because they're not typically my favorite, I'll pick the one I think that I'm going to enjoy. But I'm also not going to sit there and drink a couple of beers. I'm going to have like a 10 ounce of this pour and be like, great. Thank you so much. I'm going to move on to the next one. Yep. But going in somewhere like it's easy for me to use this as an example because I work there, but we have 18 taps. Mm -hmm. I think right now we have 16 of them filled. Um, we just truthfully have been so busy and have, we have a very finite amount of like fermentation space. So it's hard to keep up. Um, but we've got three sours, two IPAs. We've got a couple of Belgians. We've got a couple of like, either a light lager or a Pilsner or like um, our woven stone, which is a Vienna lager. Like we kind of run that spectrum of like, okay, anybody that comes in is going to be able to find something right? that you, I mean, even if you get a 10 ounce and you just sip on it, like there's going to be something that your palate enjoys. Exactly. Um, and there are other places that you go in in town where you're, you're kind of hit in the face with like just IPAs. Yep. And you're like, okay, well, Thanks so much. And we're not saying anything bad about that. No, not at all. Enjoy IPAs. Like, there you go. There's your brewery of choice. But for somebody like us, or I should say us in general, we like, you know, a good variety of different styles. And I mean, I can't tell you one day I may actually crave an IPA and the next day I want a sour. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm all the time changing on style. Speaking of changing, um, you ready to open another one? Yeah. We're going to move kind of fast tonight. I think since it's more of an introductory, um, We'll move fast and get through them. So I'll grab another one out of the cooler. Sounds good. I think it's working. For our first episode, we're learning all the tips and tricks of recording on our own. Um, Because, I mean, I guess we can say it. We are a part of the Brew Chat podcast crew now. Um, I guess we, could we say we're branching off at doing our own thing? Um, so we're now learning how to do everything because Tanner typically is the one that does everything for brew chat and he is not here. Nope. We'll eventually have him as a guest. We'll have to have him as a guest. Um, I kicked him out. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, um, you did. Okay. So I was going to make a note anyway. Our next one is from Terrapin. Um, I have been to Terrapin one time. Wow. Ooh. Okay. About Terrapin. So if you guys are familiar with Terrapin at all, which I'm, I feel like everyone is at this point. Um, they have a beer called Muhu. Yes. Uh, and I feel like they've had this forever. I used to live in Athens or like right outside of Athens for about two years, okay, year and a half or so right after college. Um, yeah, I moved down there after I graduated. (laughs) My life is weird in terms of college, but, um, I was, I loved this beer. I was waiting tables and, you know, you sit there after work and you drink and you hang out with everybody. And I had never had a beer like this before. Okay. It blew my mind. I've never had it. Um, it just, oh, it was so good. And like, I didn't, at this point in my life, I didn't comprehend that you could have beer that wasn't like Heineken or <laughs> oh, some like just shitty. I mean, Heineken's fine. It's fine. It was my college beer. I would bring guys, the stories I could tell. I would bring six packs of Heineken with me to like frat parties and just college parties because I didn't want the beer that they were serving. (laughs) And now I'm like, y'all, it's the same thing. It's just all the same. Okay. I digress. And so 
Um, this is a Mexican style hot, I'm assuming like a hot chocolate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So Mexican style chocolate Imperial Muhu. Um, 2020 reserve. Interesting can. It's like brown and red and orange. And it's how would you describe that? Very like uh, Mexican inspired art is what I would say. Um, and it has olive and Sinclair chocolate in it. It's a collaboration with them. They, I think, work with them a lot um, for their chocolate. Because that Muhu, I think, has the same exact company's chocolate. No, I'm actually... Hey. Look that, oh, there we go. Ooh. Look it up. <laughs> so Tanner left us his computer open for us to do our research. And so we are going to make sure that that is correct. Except I don't... Oh, it's up here. Okay. Oh, man. So I have not been... Oh, it's the Imperial Muhu. Well, if I would read... Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously not uh, did you say that i just yeah okay sorry guys um you want me to read the notes on it yes please okay so mexican style chocolate imperial muhu com- combines the flavors of cinnamon chocolate and intricate spices reminiscent of a rich mole the generous addition of lactose sugar imparts a sweet and full mouthfeel that balances out that the spicy lingering heat in the finish cheers spike Spike, I guess, is the turtle's name. I never knew that. That's adorable. <laughs> that is <super> okay. cute. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the Muhu that I am familiar with. Yes, that's the traditional. Yeah, so if you guys have ever seen these cans, like you, I mean, you would remember. Um, Muhu chocolate milk stout. And if you've never had Terrapin, they're, um, she just said they're from Athens, Georgia, and they're probably one of the... Probably original Georgia breweries, would you say? Mm, for yeah. sure. Them and Sweetwater are kind of on the same level, I would think. The only difference is Sweetwater is still independently owned. Yeah. Uh, where Terrapin sold out to AB and Bev? Uh, Miller Coors. Oh, I was totally wrong. That's all right. I only know that because I buy from distributors. Who did uh, Wicked Weed sell to? Funkatorium, which is AB and Bev. Okay. So that's kind of what I was thinking of. So we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I have some feelings about breweries selling, selling out in mm. quotations. Um, I don't really think it's called selling out. I think it's just called selling. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of brewers go into brewing or any small business ownership with the idea of like, I want to grow this to the best of my ability and get it and like max out my knowledge. Yeah. Um, and then if we've created a quality product, a larger company is going to pay me and I can retire Yeah, and I can say like, great, thanks for letting me open this and run this. And there have been a couple of brewers that have done that and then gone on to open another one. Um, okay. or which of course I can't remember any of them right now, but yeah. like they've gone on to do other things because they enjoy the process of starting a business and like growing something and putting their knowledge base into something new and fresh. Right. And I'm like, yeah, people love your product. So they're going to get upset when they think that you sell out. But in reality, I think that you're just like doing your job. Well, here's the thing. Who doesn't go into a business not wanting to make money? I mean, you're starting this business. I mean, of course, there's passion behind it and you brewing or having somebody brew for you while you run it. But if you get this opportunity, um, you definitely you would I mean, you would probably end up quote, selling out. Yeah. Um, And that doesn't make the beer bad. My concern is that when you do get sell out, is your ethics still the same? Is your beer quality still the same? Are you still doing what your motive was when you opened that brewery? And I mean, things yeah. change a little bit, but are you still producing the same product? And I mean, a lot of people got upset when Wicked Weed sold out. 
Terrapin's another one locally. There's a lot of people that get upset when they see Terrapin. Um, my opinion on it is enjoy what you want to enjoy when it comes to that aspect. If you don't want to support AB and Bev or Miller Coors or these big beers, don't buy it. Support your local, support the ones that are still considered independently craft breweries. Um, and just so you guys know, Samuel Adams, as well as Dogfish Head are still considered um, independent breweries, even though they are so widespread across the U.S. and more, they're still considered independent. Um, and the I think the founders are still very much involved. I know Samuel Adams, I think they're co- I don't know if he's a co-founder or CEO, but he's still very much involved. Yeah, and, I'm not sure about the history behind and those. Dogfish Head's owner. Uh, I can't remember his full name. I feel so bad. Um, he is another one that I think is still very involved, or at least you see his face a lot. I think he still goes to like events like that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. And it's like, I mean, he's legendary. Everybody gets super excited. Yeah. And I think that they've grown with their company in a way that they're like, I still love the craft aspect of it, but they've are now making enough money where they can step away and hire people that are capable of doing these things. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if I should have grabbed this beer. I just closed my eyes and grabbed it. That's fine. (laughs) We're going to switch around. So we're drinking, obviously, the stout. Uh, It's at eight and a half percent. And it is really good. I've, I don't think I've, I don't know if I've ever had the original. And if I've had, it's been a long time. It's interesting. It's bitter chocolate. Yeah. Like I it, love that. the mouthfeel after you swallow a little bit is very dry. Like you're eating like an 86% dark chocolate or something. And the aroma is like that too, where you're getting a nice chocolate note. You're yeah. not getting a spice note in my, or at least I'm not anyway. Mm-mm. I'm actually not. You get some on your throat mm-hmm. a little bit. It's more of a taste, but it's not overpowering I don't or think hot. It, yeah. I think it's got a good spice flavor. Oh, wait. Did you read the little? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. I zoned out. I was looking up. That's okay. Mihu. That's all right. Um, yeah, it's not. You get it on the back of your throat. It's not overpowering <coughs> until I start coughing and dying from it. Um, and I'm not a spice person at all. Oh, I love spices. But it's funny. I'm I've realized I'm particular on my spices. Okay. So, for example, buffalo sauce kind of chokes me up, but I can eat like spicy Asian food. OK. And I mean, super intense Asian food. And I enjoy it. I ate a piece of pepper the other day and coughed up a lung. <laughs> so, but it's so funny because my husband's huge on buffalo sauce, but I eat it and I'm just like, this is hot. And he's like, yeah. do you think this is hot? But you're over here eating Szechuan peppercorn and who knows what. And you're not even breaking a sweat on that. Yeah. And he goes, that's intense. I like buffalo sauce. It's been a minute since I've had it because I discovered lemon pepper. Oh, girl. But, mm. Ooh, now I want wings. Wings sound great. I'm not eating meat, though. Why? Well, I'm not. It's not that I'm not eating meat. I'm not eating like turkey, chicken, red meats. Well, so I was having some stomach issues about, I'd say, three weeks, maybe a month ago to the point that I was in excruciating pain. Yeah. Couldn't figure out what was going on. So I was like, I'm going to cut meat out, see if that helps. And it's been a 180. Interesting. I'm still eating seafood and fish and stuff like that. Um, But other than that, I've been strictly more, I guess you could say pescatarian Mm -hmm. everyone. I still once a week, probably maybe twice eat something super small that has red meat, maybe chicken or turkey, but that's like one cheat day and that's it. Yeah. Interesting. I know a lot of people that are vegan. Actually, I work with like four of them. Okay. Um, which is interesting because another thing in brewing is that there is a, uh, I want to say it's like a, a, I'm going to get this wrong and everybody I work with is going to be like, Sarah, cut. I'm going to be like, sorry, we don't use it. Um, it's like a, uh, I want to say like a 
preservative isn't the right word, but it's like a clarifying agent. Right. Um, that's got fish scales in it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will come in and be like, is your beer vegan? And I think the average person would be like, well, yeah, it's, it's hops and malt and water. Yeah. Like what? No. Um, but a lot of beer isn't because they use that as part of that, like finishing process, Mm -hmm. but there are other, other things that you can use. So all of our beer, um, with the exception of the occasional lactose, uh, it's vegan. Interesting. So that's fun. I didn't know. I mean, I knew a little bit about that, but I couldn't tell you breweries in town or even beers that I've grabbed what are vegan and what are not. Now I will say out of all the breweries that I purchase beer from, uh, stone brewing is very good about writing if their beers are vegan, hmm. which I've never noticed until I start grabbing their bottles and look at them like, Oh, it says it's vegan which I think is a plus. Um, but mainstream breweries, stuff like that, I couldn't even tell you. I don't have too many people come in asking for vegan beers or, you know, or I think a lot of people ask for organic, more for like vegan and organic wines, which I didn't realize that wine could be technically vegan. I feel like it can, but I'm not, I don't know if it's the same thing as beer with like a the finishing, clarifying, whatever. I'll have to ask my wine guy yeah. and see what he knows. Or a lot of wine will have like bugs in it. Yep. And I'm like, okay, is that something that people are worried about? I mean, it's grapes and then they're smushed and then they're fermented. Some of these grapes also have like a back or not a bacteria, but like a fungus. Yeah. When they're created, which results in the flavor notes that you get. Um, so if you're concerned about bugs, I'd be maybe concerned about some funguses too. But if you also eat blue cheese or certain cheeses that are, you know, molded, then are you really that concerned? But <laughs> on that but note? if you're vegan, you're not going to eat the cheese. Oh, well, that true. But I'm true, also true. kind of like if you're vegan, is bugs what you're worried about or is there something else in wine that isn't vegan? It depends on the type of vegan. Because too. some people don't eat honey when yep. they're vegan. Yep. Um, okay. So I, y'all, I am blind as a bat. And this. Oh, so Guinness, so which that's really funny because um, I'll give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek. Uh, Guinness is eliminating fish guts from products. And this is one of the articles we saw and who knows how old it is. Okay. So this stuff is called Isinglass, which is the word I could not remember. Okay. Um, and it's used in filtering beers. So I was kind of right. The substance, which is gelatinous, is used to filter yeast and other unwanted solids from the beer. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember exactly what it was either. Because uh, I think I've talked to Latroya about that a couple of times too. But Guinness was really known for having fish bladder. And I think... They took that out a couple years ago. I think that's a really old article. Interesting. Uh, which, speaking of Guinness, <laughs> yeah. do you want to start talking about? Yeah, what I do. Into beer. Um, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. So, do you want to do you want to move on to that beer and yeah, go ahead and it. just like yeah. knock a few out? So, okay. So, I will tell you guys a little bit of my history on beer and how I got into beer and all this stuff. So, um, when I was in college and everything like that, I honestly stayed away from beer. I didn't. I wasn't interested in it. As a late teen after I graduated uh, high school, uh, my neighbor used to be obsessed with Miller Light or like not Miller Light, High Life. That's what it was. It's garbage. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you for one second because I'm about to crack open this Guinness. Yeah. Y'all, I have seen these cans forever that are these nitrogen nit- nitrogenated. Wow, that's hard. <laughs> um, cans. And I've never gotten to open one before. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm excited to see you do this. <laughs> oh. Um, I love this. It's a little toggly thing. Oh shit. It's bubbling out. <laughs> I love it. Um, but to go on with that, yeah. so I tried it 
And I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> so when I went to college, I ended up finding vodka and spirits. And that's what we were drinking and partying with. And then it wasn't until, I guess, 22 or so that I started trying beers and my first beer. And I think my beer of choice was Guinness. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. And I haven't had it in probably a couple of years now because I drink so many different other types of beers. I just don't really go back to old styles unless I'm obsessed with it. Um, so, yeah, Guinness was my choice. They have it for me today so I can go back and kind of enjoy it and try it. And Oh, man. I, like wow. I said, there's virtually no smell. There's no smell. It just smells like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I would tell you guys about the can, but I really feel like if you don't know what this can looks like by now, then... Okay, so it's black. Holy shit. So this is a super light stout for anybody who's never had a stout or doesn't want something super heavy. Guinness is definitely a choice, but it is kind of, in my opinion, watery. Oh, yeah. Super light. I don't know how I used to drink this when I was younger, but I did. Um, and thanks to a best friend of mine, me and him have been friends since we were in the second grade. So 20 something plus years um, when we would go out and drink, he would be the person that would always try something new. So he was the one that was drinking IPAs and different stuff. And I would always stick to Guinness everywhere we went. And he was like, you got to try other beers. So he would push his glass over and go drink it, try it. And so over time, and anybody who first starts drinking IPAs, that bitterness, that hoppiness is pretty unique. <laughs> so if you don't know it and you're it's not really sure nice of it, way to put it. Yeah. And so um, for me, I was like, I don't think I can ever get into this. This is weird. But the more I tried different IPAs, the more I got into them. And then it got to a point where before this super hype of New England's hazies, everything getting super crazy, I can't even tell you what I was drinking at that point, but I was drinking IPAs and then still experimenting with other beers. I don't even think at that point when I was drinking beer, sours were really popular. Um, I don't remember anybody ever drinking lagers or pilsners of any choice. I think it was early IPAs. And then here I am drinking Guinness. And then there was a local place that I was drinking what they called an Irish trash. And it was Guinness and PBR. Oh, gross. Are oh. you going to make one right now? <laughs> so, okay. So oh, I will, shit. so I will tell you guys. So, um, a tradition that I've always seen Tanner do on the brew chat is have a, um, palate cleanser beers, what he calls it. So mine is going to be PBR, which has a special place in my heart. And my father-in-law passed away. So this was always his beer of choice. So my dedication to him is always having PBR when we do our podcast. And so, um, it's always here and I'm always sipping on it while in between beers. And you know what? I'm going to make it. Oh my God. She's doing out. it. <laughs> so oh my oh no. God, you're just Don't watering stop. down the Guinness more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my palate cleanser is basically some chips, but I'm not going to crunch those into the microphone for you. Um, but I'm going to be kind of harsh on Guinness right now. It's gross. Th this is rough. And it's, I, I haven't went back to it in a really long time. It's like, coffee but with no benefit like it's not going to keep me up i mean i think it's better with the pbr it's like water all right fuck give me the pbr i got you one right there that was or do you want a cold one? Oh no this is fine that's fine oh, okay <laughs> you're probably gonna be like what are you oh even it's drinking? so bad i haven't put in the pbr yet the guinness is bad <laughs> i think i hate guinness that's okay that's all right. This, like I said, this was my gateway, and it's not even one of the darkest stouts that you can find. It's actually more of a brown, in my opinion. Yeah, and y'all keep in mind, I tend to be a little dramatic. That's okay. Um, just in life. <laughs> so 
That is okay. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I regret this. <laughs> this is actually a fun little segue. <laughs> Deep breaths. Okay. Um, but no, just to kind of go on. So as the years have gone on, like I've tried different beers and oh, oh, it gets better. Oh, all right. So she's enjoying the what is called Irish trash. I don't know what the technical term is. It's called. It's not called black and tan because I think that's that's an else. IPA and a stout. I used to. So I worked at a brewery and I'm like, well, we'll get there. But yeah, that's fine. Continue. Um, so I've definitely, you know, explored different styles and changed. Um, but when it comes to probably. I can't tell you a favorite beer. Well, on my way here, I was actually thinking about it. And I would say one of my top favorites that if I decide to go back to because I don't know what else to drink would probably be Bell's Two Hearted. It's a very solid American IPA. I think it's one of the top IPAs in the country. It's won a couple like awards back to back. Um, You'll see it on their packaging. They usually talk about it, too. But it's a great, solid American style IPA, and I highly recommend it. But that's been always a choice of mine. Um, but I haven't really gone back to that one in a while either. Um, sours have been my, really my big thing as of late. Again, we live in Tennessee. It's super hot. Um, I want something that's super easy drinking, refreshing, something I can just sip on and stay cool and enjoy. And so that's kind of been it. And the styles, I mean, there's been so many sours coming out from breweries recently that I can't keep up. It's just like seltzers. Yep. Can't keep up with seltzers. Can't keep up with sours. Um, and there's not a particular sour, I would say in mind that I enjoy more than the other. I kind of like Berliner Weisses. I enjoy Goza's. I like just a regular sour ale, um, a style that not a lot of places make, but I guess you can kind of fit it into the sour category would be wild ales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love a good wild ale. Um, gosh, trying to think of somebody who I have to bring me, well, they change it. I was looking at, um, not, no, Boulevard Brewing does Love Child series. And one of them, one year it was a wild ale and it was phenomenal. Tank but they Seven is not a wild ale. It's a farmhouse ale, right? Farmhouse Saison, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's one of the traditional, if you've never had a Saison, I would say their Tank Seven is the one to try first. That's one of the first ones I started with. And like, I I still to this day love that beer. I haven't had it in a long time. I sell it, but I haven't had it in a really long time. Um, but I can't even tell you what my first Saison was. God, I don't know. I have no idea. Tank seven was actually much later after I had already had a couple of Saisons. Yeah. Um, which I mean, Belgian styles in general or Belgian like styles are very unique. I always tell people that don't know Belgian beers. I'm like, they are their own breed of beers. Oh, their yes. Their profile is so unique. Mm-hmm. The flavor notes are so unique. Some flavor notes are something that in a regular American style beer you would never want because it's not something you're used to. Belgians to me are just, I mean, they're incredible. Like I, to they present to me as just a little bit more traditional mm-hmm. in that like, Hey, we've been brewing these for centuries and we're monks and this is what we do. And we have weird haircuts, but like, Oh, they're so good. So that's one of the things that I, Ooh, I might start collecting the Belgian beers we do in cans and we should have a Belgian evening. Um, oh. our head brewer specializes in Belgians and they aren't unfortunately like socially popular. Mm-hmm. So we've got two of them on the wall right now, but I think we do. Yeah. Um, bright eyes is probably on there. I'm bright sure. eyes, which is a Belgian double and then golden blackbird, which is a Belgian blonde. That one's so good. Oh my God. Jesus. Okay. So I miss y'all canning that one. 
It'll it'll get there. I know. So we're doing <laughs> we changed our structure recently. So we're doing seasonal Belgians and seasonal lagers. So right now we've got the bright eyes, which is a Belgian double, and it's delicious. And then we've in the lager we have we just released it's a, a light lager, so like a rice lager too. Like it's okay. it's a rice lager. Yeah. It's called oh. it's called Arium. Arium. That's the I ordered six cases of it. <laughs> I have some in my fridge. Um oh. yeah, it's it's good. Um it's not my thing. But it's Fair. people really enjoy it. It's a great thing for a summer day. Um, but yes, Belgians are I don't even I don't. That's another thing. Like, I don't remember the first Belgian I ever had, but I remember loving them and like entering into the brewing scene later in my life and being like, I love a Belgian triple. And I had no idea what that was. <laughs> <sighs> so, oh, girl, no, I've I don't know. I've been the same way, which if you guys are interested in a let's say like a Belgian style episode i am so down because i have chamay which is legendary and that's an actual yes that's legit belgian beer um but i have a box set specialized glass and i have red blue i think it's white and gold and they go by their colors but they're like a belgian strong ale and so on and so forth i have yet to have any of them i've never had any of that them. would be super fun uh i've been waiting to find people who enjoy belgians or are willing to try them because i don't want to drink all of them by myself we should invite some people on for that one and make it like a party we can do that jay would be a great person to have on for it i would love to have jay. because i mean the man knows what he's talking about when it comes to belgians um but i in full disclosure have uh converted back to the imperial muhu no that's because I well, love you, but <laughs> I don't love that beer. No, that is okay. Mm -hmm. I don't. I mean, I didn't brew it. I've also been told that Guinness is better in Ireland than it is yes. here in the I states, mean, which of course yeah. is better at home. Yeah. Um, I've also been told that the brewery and the aesthetic of the brewery and how I think they have like a, I wouldn't say a tower, but they have like an upper level where you can see all around. That's cool. Um, and everybody's talked about how beautiful it is. And I'm like, just keep bragging about how nice it is. Cause I would love to go to Ireland once just for the Guinness brewery. It's legendary. Yeah. I, I I've never been to Ireland. I've spent two months in Scotland and mm -hmm. like two weeks in uh, London and like the surrounding towns. I'm but jealous about your Scotland trip. Oh, it was incredible. I didn't know what I was. I didn't know my good fortune when I was there. Like, How old were you when you went? I was 21. Great. Um, and I drink a lot of cider. Strongbow, to be specific. Is Strongbow from Scotland or is that just... No. no? <laughs> I was like, where's Strongbow from? Nope. <laughs> no. I was just young and I was like, oh, it's sweet. It's good and Gosh. whatever. And uh, the hangovers. Oh my God. <laughs> the hangovers. Also, y'all, take my advice. Please, please. If you are American... Don't try and drink with a Scott. Like, <laughs> don't try and keep up with them. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not. Oh. Uh, and then we went to. Um, so another thing about me is I really love scotch. Okay. Um, but I did not love it when I was 21. And we went to a distillery and I like could kick myself for not appreciating what it was when I was there. And right. I was just like, this is gross. No, here you drink it. I don't want it. I don't sound like that, guys. If I do, someone tell me. But <laughs> no. But now I have like, I have very strong opinions on scotch. I don't like it super peaty. I like a certain region. I like whatever. I like it with two ice cubes, like small ice cubes. Like I'm, yes. I'm, I'm kind of like bartenders hate me. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. But so, yeah, I did that and it was super fun, but I really didn't take full advantage of it. Yeah. No, I've but, always wanted to go to Scotland. I have a uh, half family over there. And so I would love, 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 like my grandpa's dad is from Scotland. Yeah. 
Um, so we've always talked about it. Like my grandfather has always, always flown the, uh, it's the Scottish like battle flag. So it's like yellow and red and has like a lion on it. Mm -hmm. It's like Um, their crest. I want to say. Yeah. Um, but I always have to tell people, like, it's the battle flag. It's not, or their military flag. Perhaps I could be a little bit wrong on that, but, um, it's not the traditional blue and white flag that you see from Scotland. So we, we've always flown that. Yeah. Um, it's always been really strong in the family, but yep. I have a soft spot for Scotland and want to go. Yeah, it's great. I recommend it to anybody. Um, so I brought some beers. Do you want to try some of these? Sure. I'll let you choose which one. So we have, and we may not drink them here. Um, so we have Duclaw's little sour me America, which is a rocket pop sour ale. And then I also have, that was probably rocket pop, like bomb pop. Yep. I know, I know. And that's the claw for you. Mm-hmm. And then I have Sycamore Brewing's Strawberry Lemonade Goza. Can I see that can? This one? Yeah. yeah. This thing is beautiful. Y'all, the can is pink. <laughs> it is a pink ass It can. is like, no, like, <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. This is my favorite thing. Okay, so uh, there was an aluminum shortage during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And breweries got creative with wrapping. Like, so to buy a can like to buy cans you have to buy like really large quantities Mm -hmm. and if you have a beer that you print or you you print you have a beer that you make often you buy that can Mm pre-printed um in in very like large like very large quantities so when the pandemic happened and there was an aluminum shortage breweries were taking cans that they had already had pre-printed for these one beers and they were just labeling over them um so it's fun to me. Sorry for this awful sound, <laughs> but to take off labels. So this was going to be. Okay. Uh, Wild Blossom Cider Rosé. I mean, that sounds great. It does sound great, but also the can is pink and it's really pretty. It is a really cute um, can. So. Don't, I don't just, knock the pink can, though. I mean. No, I, I really a, enjoy it. No, um, please crack this one Because open. you just, you don't see you don't see cans like this often. I mean, normally you see things that are fully printed like this Terrapin can. You'll hear me talk about cans a lot. Y'all I love can art. I like the process, the whole thing. And then even the PBR can though it's printed, it looks like a plain aluminum can with a label wrapped around it. That's wild blossom cider cider. Interesting. There's a meadery called, but it's by Sycamore. Uh, No, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out. Interesting. There's a meadery with that exact same name. Oh, that's cool. Is it a rosé cider? Yeah. Okay. Because they have a wild blossom strawberry basil cider, lavender blossom ice cider. Oh, that's somebody else. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they have a wild blossom strawberry basil cider. Interesting. Um. Oh, there's the rosé cider. No, that's that's the meadery. Hmm. Bubs is another one that they have that's called that's a cider. Crisp. Oh, now I want to try this beer. Damn. Cider, excuse me. <laughs> Crisp apples, ripe peaches, red cranberries. Do cranberries come in any other color? I don't think so. They're just, I mean, they're red. They're all red. I think they're all red. I've never had a cranberry of another color. I feel like we could have done better with that descriptive word. Maybe tart. Oh, tart. Yeah. Oh, speaking of fruits, I'm going to just throw this out here. Name a blue fruit other than blueberry. I don't think there is one. I don't think so either. The reason I say that is we were talking about at work our produce people were talking about red, white, and blue stuff. Cause with the 4th of July coming up, it's like, we were just trying to, sure they, they were trying to figure out some stuff and they were just like, 
other than they were like, we don't have a blue fruit. And I was like, oh, well, you have uh because they were talking about watermelon. They had a yellow watermelon and a red watermelon. And I was oh. like, obviously, there's no blue watermelon and watermelon's super popular for summer, of course. And I was like, we well, got blueberries. And he's like, well, it comes out purple. Like when you like smash it and do stuff with it, kind of has a dark purple almost to it. And I'm like, good point. I was like, is there really no blue fruit out there? I um, no. Yeah. See, you you get stumped too, and that's how I felt. So he was like, "Well, if I make a drink, I'll just use like blue allergy or something to kind of make that blue color." Is like, it? I mean, blue algae is just color, right? Like it doesn't add any flavor. I don't think so. I think it's just that, I guess, regular allergy flavor. Um, I don't know how to explain that. Is that a go? It's, it's a goza. goza. Yeah. Why do we have no? We don't like gozas. I don't. No, know. no, I enjoy gozas, but. <laughs> So it smells, smell it. Oh no. It smells weird. That is not how that smelled when I tried it. Uh Oh Oh, shit. It tastes better than it smells. It does. It kind of tastes like, um, maybe I don't remember strawberry shortcake. Yeah, no. So, but it smells like salt. Like it smells like, it almost smells like it's gone bad. Oh, that scares me. There, is there a date on that can by any chance? No, not if they're using. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe they may be punching cans. So this is Sycamore Brewing Strawberry Lemonade Goza, and <laughs> I brought this in. Oh no, it's canned on four twenty. Uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but I brought this beer in because I like strawberry lemonade or lemonade style sours, and so when I found out Sycamore was coming in and they were talking to me up their beers and like what the rotationals were. Cause I just got a sales rep for East Tennessee. I was just like, before that I met their VP of sales and he told me about it. So I mentioned it to her again and she was like, well, it's not on the market yet, but we have one in my car. And she kind of looked at the guy from TriStar. She was like, can I possibly, you know, you know, cause she tries like, uh, yeah. So he goes out in the car, brings it to me. And I'm like, yes, I get to try it before it hits the market. Tried it. And I was like, yep, I, I'm going to get this. So as soon as I find out. So I told my sales rep, I was like, yo, when that strawberry lemonade comes out, I want this. I'm singling it out. People have been buying it like I've already gone through a whole case of it's 24. It's so cute. It's cute. And then um, I have regulars who enjoy sours or they appreciate my recommendations. I'm like, look, this is exclusively a single. The reason for it is I don't know if anybody's going to buy an eight pack of these. They could. I could be wrong, but I feel like these are super solid. Grab one or two. Take them out with you wherever you go. And they're easy drinking. And so I've been selling through them like crazy. And I mean, the smell's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but that the taste, was unexpected. But the taste, I think, is there. Yeah, the, it tastes like... The smell is just... all. It's weird. Why? It's all... There's a weird funk to that, like, to the nose. But not a funk in a way that you you have a, say, a farmhouse or whatever. And you're like, oh, this is funky and I like it. It's like you can smell the salt... And then you can smell, it's almost like the sea in a way that you would smell seaweed or fish. Yeah. And that's a good way to describe it. But probably a turn off. But yeah, but like not in a way, not like, okay, sorry. Not in a way that you would smell like rotting fish. Right. Right. But it's just like that briny almost. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe like like a baked fish kind of smell or. Yeah. It's like you can smell it in the back of your throat. Yep. 
But the flavors, it's nice. It's subtle. It's not super sour at all. That's not tart. Mm-mm. It's. I think it's super easy drinking. It's like it's creamy almost. And you get some of that strawberry. It tastes like strawberry shortcake mm-hmm. with like a lemon cake, like a piece of lemon pound cake or something. I think it's super crushable, easy drinking, uh, especially with the heat. Um, and the can is so cute. And the can's cute. Yeah. It's a plus. I even was like, well, that's a cute can. <laughs> yes. But I told them that. It's just like, so yeah. perky and happy. They have another, um, I think it's a hazy IPA called Fantasyland. The artwork on that is fun. I've yet to get it. Um, I kind of want to look that up. Look it up. It's really a fun. I think their cans are fun. I think they do a really good job. They had one called Skittles. Skittles? With a Z. Yeah, on the front. That's why I'm saying it's so weird. Um, But it had like rainbows and stuff. Looked very pride uh, related. Um, But that was a rotational of theirs. And then they have another beer called Mountain Candy. And it's just a regular IPA. And it's delicious. Um, I want to try any beer that has the words candy. Where is this beer made? North Carolina. They are from. Is that a sycamore leaf? Potentially. Yeah. Because it, it looks like it's out of Canada. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh. Best enjoyed fresh brewed and canned in Charlotte. That's not Canada. Oh, tart and refreshing. We brew this whimsical sour wheat beer with ripe strawberries, lemon zest, and a hint of pink Himalayan sea salt. What is the hype of pink Himalayan a sea hint? salt? A hint. A Guys, hint. Guys, it's not a hint. It's like a handful. Family owned since 2013. Hmm. So. Well, I'm not really sure. It's supposed to have like healing properties or something, but I'm like, at a certain point, we're going to run out of Himalayan sea salt and y'all are just dying normal salt pink. Have you ever seen the memes of where people will show like salt and it'll be like over 2000 year old salt, but then there's an expiration date that gives you like six months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I, is a, that that's a best buy date, I but, think is what it is. But, but why is it best buy if it's still 2000 years old? Because also everyone's like, well, maybe it's a preservative. Well, salt is a preservative. Yes. <laughs> like that's how you like meat and uh, you salt. Oh, my God. Well, a lot of words people, are hard. Yeah. No. And I think people don't realize what salt used to be used for. I mean, if you go let's go way back. Civil War times. Salt used to be used on wounds when they would. uh you know, take off body parts due to the war. They would put salt on the wound to stop bleeding. It's like coagulant. Mm -hmm. And so people don't realize that salt also stops. It's one reason why, like, if you have like, uh, you need a gargle for like a sore throat or you have like your gums are infected and they tell you warm water. It's antibacterial. Yep, exactly. So salt's actually used not only for a preservative like that, but it's also a healing um, ingredient as well. Well, have you seen y'all TikTok? Am I right? (laughs) So you follow some chefs on TikTok, and there's a couple of them that get like these really beautiful marbled steaks. Mm-hmm. It's not Kobe beef. It's like wag- Wagyu. Wagyu. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they sit it in their fridge in a bowl or like Tupperware of salt for like three weeks. And I'm like, y'all know if I bought a steak at the food city and I set it in my fridge for three weeks, we'd have to burn the whole building down. <laughs> so like watching them make these things with this, meat that's been sitting in salt Mm -hmm. for however long it looks so cool and so good and i want to eat it for somebody who's not eating a ton of meat right now that's red meat or anything like that your girl loves a good steak i do and uh my place of choice is don's meat market which is on hickson pike i don't know if you've ever been there or not no where is that um it is shoot it is god i don't even know how to locate it um it's farther north if you're hitting like Thrasher Pike 
Like if you're heading that direction towards Thrasher, like okay. on Hickson Pike, it's a little out there in Hickson. Um, but it's a local butcher. His prices may seem a little high for some people, but I think they're very reasonable for a local butcher. Okay, compared to like Main Street Meats. Oh shoot. Um, if I've only been to Main Street Meats once, I'm not gonna lie. And I have I've burger. never been there. Oh girl, we should go. Okay. We should make a trip and go. I'm uh, down. The only time I've ever been was I worked for the shitty beer magazine that I will not mention today. We'll talk about that in another time. Mm. <laughs> but I was doing, I went to, it was during October because it was like the Rocktoberfest up at Rock City. So me and I happened to take my mom with me because I've been trying to get her more into craft beer. She went up with me there. We had a bunch of drinks, went and drove down because we were doing the Chatta Brew Tour and we went to Main Street Meats. We, I don't remember if she got a burger or not, but I got a burger because I was like, I want something super hefty because we're about to drink even more delicious i mean the atmosphere was great if i was still drinking at that point i'd been like yeah you know i'd grab a beer or a cocktail because i think they have really good cocktails too is what i've heard interesting um, i did not know that yeah they do cocktails too um but that burger was solid it was a good burger yeah i'm totally down to go yeah no it, i mean people rave about them all the time and about the meat and the food and i'm like i said i've only been there once because they were right by the terminal and I didn't want to necessarily eat at the terminal because we were going to be there and then eat and then have to go on the tour. I'd rather just eat beforehand. Then we went to the terminal because that's where they start the Chatta Brew Tour. Yeah. Always at the terminal. And then they go to whatever other local breweries there is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally down. We should take a... No, maybe not. They come to Odd Story a lot. The Chatta Brew Tour? Yeah. I've, like I said, I've done it once. It's a lot of fun. I mean, we went to... Let me see if I can remember. We went to the terminal. We went to Hutton and Smith. We went to Heaven and Ale at their main location when they were there. Yeah. And then we went to Big Frog. You can kind of like pick where you want to go. Yeah, this was well, all this was all pre. I mean, if you I think if you do like an exclusive like party or something like that, then you can kind of pick. But if you just pick a random date, because I they yeah. used to do it Friday, Saturday, I think it was. Or they're Saturday, doing Sunday. it now. They're doing it like there was one tonight. I know. Okay. And then Friday, Saturday. And I think they do some on like Wednesdays. They have a lot, but Good it's a little them. different now because they're walking. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm okay with walking. I can do it. But at the same time, if I've been drinking a lot and it's really hot, your your girl is gonna Yeah. Yeah. I understand <laughs> a that. Long trip. No, yeah. I'm all for walking places. I mean, I it's so much easier than parking sometimes. And yeah. Plus, if you're drinking, you shouldn't be driving anyway. Oh, I park um, at work all of the time and walk half the places I want to. Honestly, go. all of the breweries are pretty close. I mean, you may have to go a couple blocks, but it's not extensive. Mm -mm. And the reason I even know that is when we decided to do the whole Chattanooga Brewery Month, we made a map. So there's a map up at our main end cap by the beer aisle, and it shows you exactly where everybody's kind of located. So it shows that Hutton and Smith and Odd Story are very close. You go a couple blocks down. There's Wanderlinger. You go a couple more blocks over. There's Five Wits Brewing. You go a little farther down south by Finley Stadium. You have Naked River and Chattanooga Brewing. Chattanooga is such a walkable city. Mm -hmm. Once you are downtown, it's so walkable. Or yeah. if you're in North Shore, it's super walkable. Exactly. So at the end of this, there's a couple of bars I want to talk about that aren't necessarily beer bars, but that are new and I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. Largely because like we're post-pandemic times yeah. and I'm just excited to have these places. Um, But yeah, most everything is like really convenient and mm -hmm. great um park and walk i know it's hot always walk. yeah it's cheaper too and i mean depending on where you park to you can find a street that's like free parking do it don't don't support the parking authority if you can um so 
So we briefly paused. So I don't even remember what we were talking about at this point. <laughs> but to kind of wrap up on my beer stuff. Um, but yeah, so if it wasn't for honestly my best friend getting me into beer, I have no clue where I would be in when it comes to drinking at all. Um, I mean, other than me exploring and just learning the love of beer, I I don't know. I guess I I always tell him I'm like, it's probably because of you that I even gotten a beer as much as I have. And me and him don't get to hang out as much as we want to just for the fact that life and we're busy. Yeah. Um, but there's all the times with me with beer and he sees it and he sees what I'm doing and he's just like, that's awesome. So well, huge support. Shout out best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good old Anthony. best friend with yes. this delightful strawberry shortcake beer that smells weird. <laughs> strawberry shortcake beer that smells weird. Love it. <sighs> okay. I like this beer a lot. Yay. I'm so glad I bought it. I actually bought yeah, it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, Because typically, so the one blessing I have as a beer buyer is I can almost grab anything and kind of just sample it out to try it. Yeah. Um, But that was one that I was like, nah, I've had it. Let's buy it. I'll bring it on the show. So yeah. We have it. So everybody else can try it too. Oh, it's so good. Guys, go buy this beer. They sell it in eight packs. I don't currently sell it in oh. eight packs. Um, okay. Well, apparently but- it is sold somewhere in eight packs of 16 ounce cans, which when she told me this, I was like, no, fuck no. Why is, why? I don't That's, know. I don't know anybody else who does that. I don't e- I don't either. Six, 16 ounce cans typically come in four packs with my experience. Anyway, four packs, unless somebody does like suitcases, which are 24 packs. Yeah. Um, but an eight pack of 16 ounce cans to me is odd because I'm like, okay, you're going to see a beer and you're going to be like, well, I've never had that before. I want to try it. Who in their right mind is going to buy eight pints of a beer they've never had before? They're truly dedicated to this beer. I mean, it's a strawberry lemonade. I mean, good for you if you've cultivated a brand that strong. (laughs) I support you and I admire you. But like, that's insane. Um, Do you want to talk about your beer journey now? Sure. I've I've taken up most of the time on that. (laughs) No, I love it. We've taken a lot of little side roads. Um, Is anybody watching Loki? Yes. Okay. I didn't watch last night's episode. Okay. Then I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything about it, okay, but we like can talk about episode one at least. <laughs> okay. They're going to be spoilers, you guys. So spoiler for the next couple minutes now. <laughs> um, every time I say like side roads, I'm like, oh my God, we're on like the, we're on the, the main timeline. And like, mm-hmm. what if there's a variant and they're taking, I don't know. I look at people in my life now and I'm like, are you a variant? <laughs> You're being a pain in my ass. Are you a variant? They're not. They're just normal people because that's not a real world. Um. Anyway, or is it? Um. (laughs) We're gonna open another beer. I think we're gonna open the one that Kim brought with her. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if I have a certain other thing in my fridge, which is um. Y'all, you want me to talk about it? Odd story. I formally apologize now if I have one of these in my refrigerator. It is (laughs) almost a year old. Um. But I think I'm gonna run check. Okay, I so can t- I can talk about the beer if you want. Yeah, I would love that. I'm gonna run check. Um, so BRB, she's gonna talk about this little sour melon. What is it? I'm just gonna let her go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is Declaw Brewing from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, it is their Little Sour Me series or their Sour Me series that they do, but this one's called Little Sour Me America, and it's their Rocket Pop Sour Ale. Um, this is an ale brewed with cherry puree, raspberry puree, lime juice, and tart cherry juice. Um, I will read these notes when she gets back on it. Um, Declaw does a really great job when it comes to their sours and their Sour Me series. So if you've never had them, I highly recommend um, getting your hands on them for sure. They do a really good job on their beers. They also do what's called a pastry arky series. 
Um, I currently got one in my store that is banana bread pudding Hefeweizen. Um, I have yet to try it. It is sitting at my house right now, so I can't tell you what it tastes like. But with Hefeweizens, you typically get either a banana and or clove note. So I felt like that was a really appropriate beer for them to make that style with and do like a banana bread. Um, I'm hoping it is as good as it sounds, um, but I'll see. So Sarah's about to be back now. Um, it does not look like she has that beer. <laughs> I don't. And I'm really sad. So the beer that she's speaking of is Odd Story Brewing and Reformation Collab that came out last year. I really enjoyed that beer a lot. I don't, oh, my God. Everybody really enjoyed that beer because it was it was so good. good. Yeah, Which yours it was called Bomb Pop, by the way. Um, oh, the color is great. Yeah, It's a great color. Still smells weird. Oh, well, I'll tell you what it says. Um, is it the glasses? I wonder if the glasses are dirty. Tanner. No. <laughs> oh, shit. No. Well, they're. I don't think they're dirty because, well, okay. So I don't, I don't think they're beer glass etiquette is if bubbles are sticking to the side of the glass, it's not good. It typically means that all the soap hasn't been totally washed off. No, It's it, not it, that they're like dirty, grimy. It just means that like. There could be another rinse cycle. They're not beer clean is what they yeah. what they call it. Um, but no. So I was telling them it's uh, cherry puree, raspberry puree, lime juice and tart cherry juice. This is really good I to try it. Um, but I want to read the note to you. I was waiting until you came back like a patriotic lip puckering rocket popsicle in your glass. We've brought together three refreshing fruit flavors with little sour me America sip freely. That beer does not scream America. I don't know. What sure it does. doesn't. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't. I was like, I don't think it does. But all right. Um, but okay. So, can I see the can? Yes. Holy shit! This is good. <laughs> that's a lot better than I even expected. That is so good. Yeah, that's that's really good. Mm. I don't. It almost tastes like a melted popsicle. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really could be a little does. bit sweeter for that, but like. It's got. I don't want too sweet. I don't want what that's giving me. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Yeah, that's good. No, this is. I really solid. enjoy that. I think that the next time we're on here, I want to have an everything but the kitchen sink. Oh. Um, and I'm gonna clean out my fridge. Guys, I've worked in beer now for almost five years. When I, oh my god. <laughs> When I moved up here, I had like two full coolers worth of beer. There was a time in my life not that long ago. There are at least eight people that can vouch for this, that my refrigerator was two full shelves of nothing but beer and one of food. And over over the course of time, I like have brought a bunch of beers to like a work cookout. Um, Tanner has actually had a lot of them. So Tanner and I, I don't know what he's ever said on Brewchat. I don't. She doesn't listen to Brewchat. I don't. Yeah, we um, we live next door to each other. So. I, yeah, I, I typically am hearing about things like around talking about the stuff he talks about on brew chat. So like it's hearing it twice or whatever, but, um, I do subscribe. I support, um, (laughs) but I listen to some of them, but yeah, so he has come over and like drank a lot of them. I'll like pass them off or whatever, but slowly narrowed it down. That being said, there's a bunch of older like odd story beers that I'm curious about how they still taste. Um, and I have some other like really random ones. Like there's a shit. There's a brewery in I want to say Asheville and it's crap. Marshall would know. Um, 
it's like a they they grow a lot of their own stuff mm. and they I want to I want to call it farmhouse but it, that's not right. Anyway, they have like an oyster stout that I have a can of. I've had an oyster stout. I wonder if it's the same brewery or It's not. like a green top and it's got like a little like crinkly bottom. Anyway. Maybe not. Um <laughs> But I think it would be really fun to like clean out my fridge and bring out some of those beers and 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 talk about like how well they've aged if they have. I've got some bottles that I think would be incredible to open that I've I've got some friends that work for Monday night in Atlanta that bring up a bottle every time they come. And um, another one that works for Firemaker and they are celebrating or they just celebrated their anniversary, I think, back in March. Um, So there's I've collected beers across the just along the way, but. I think that would be really fun. I feel that because I have tons yeah. of beer too from I have distributors and reps that come in and bring me beer and I don't have the space for it up at work. So I have to take them home and I'm supposed yep. to be trying them, of course, and figuring out if I want to bring them in the market it's hard or to not. Drink that much beer. I, I mean, my husband doesn't drink beer. If he does, it's like hazy New England. Yeah. He doesn't really drink. He did enjoy that big hoop energy that me and Latroya oh. brewed. LT, oh my God, that thing was so good. She killed it. She killed it, which I think she's wanting to do like a different version of it or kind of do it a variant, which I'm down for. Um, But yeah, so I'm the only one that if I do drink at home anymore, it's that, which I'm a social drinker. I don't necessarily like just sitting and drinking at home. And it's not that I'm like, oh, I have a problem or any other issue. It's just, I just like being around others yeah. while I'm drinking. Like, this is kind of my jam. I was both trying things and talking about it. Yeah, I'm I'm actually the opposite. I... I I'm just more of an introvert, I think. Fair. So, but I don't drink beer at home. I do not drink beer at home alone, unless someone brings over like a special bottle or beer or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I drink wine, and if I've had a really bad day, a glass of whiskey. So, what's your wine of choice? Uh, I mostly drink reds. I'm really into Malbec's. Is kind of where I started on a red. Um, I really like a Merlot every once in a while. Well, okay. So actually switch that. I started on a Merlot. I really enjoy a Malbec. Chianti, I really love. A Tempranillo, okay. which is Spanish. Yep. Um, a Super Tuscan, which I think sounds fake. I always have. <laughs> but they're so good. Okay. Um, I have two bottles of wine that I've been sitting on for a while that are from a vineyard in Tuscany that I went to with my best friend for our 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both completely fell in love. So yeah. every once in a while, I think we've done this like once at this point, but she was like, I'm out of olive oil. And I'm like, Oh, we have to do another order. Um, <laughs> we'll order a big box, like a shipment from them and get wine and olive oil and balsamic vinegar. It's so good. Okay. Um, so I really enjoy those, those wines a good bit. And then white wine, I'm not a huge white wine person this time of year. I'm into it, but um, Tanner actually had one last night from a guest he had on the podcast. Okay. And it was a really, it was carbonated. It was bubbles, but don't not in a champagne kind of way. So it was a really effervescent white, white wine. Okay. Um, it was dry and not sweet at all, but it was so good. Mm-hmm. So good. It's like a $60 bottle of wine. So I'm like, I got a birthday coming up in <laughs> April of next year. Go ahead and start saving for that. Yes. Um, but no, so my, yeah, so my beer journey, I'll get into that real quick. I'll keep it short. Uh, my first beer was what I believe to be a Bud Light when I was seven. Wow. <laughs> no. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom ordered one at a Dave and Buster's and my parents didn't drink. So like very conservative upbringing. 
My parents didn't really drink. This is the first time I think I ever saw one of them drink a glass of alcohol. Yeah. Um, and my mom got one at like a Dave and Buster's in one of those like tiny frosted mugs. Oh shit. And yeah. she's like, do you want to sip? And I was like, yeah. Okay. And so <laughs> I did. And I was like, that's gross. I never want that again. <laughs> um, so I think I'm sure I had beer at, like in high school, but not really. I think it was like tequila or Jaeger or whatever you get your hands on. Oh, girl. I know. There are stories. Those um, are hard ones for high school. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then, you know, college comes around and you drink the the Natty Light and the Keystone and the Miller and all of that shit. Like that uppity as shit. Every, I think that everyone cuts their teeth on the same things until you realize you're like, I think I should like beer, but this is not the beer I want to like because it's gross. Right. So I started at Alabama um, so I drink a lot of foamy keg beer out of red solo cups where like most of it's foam mm. and you walk around sipping on foam for like an hour because, because you don't know that it should be something else and you yeah. don't know how to ask for something else and you don't know how to like tap a keg and like make sure that it sits long enough or whatever. Like mm -hmm. you don't know. Right. Um, and then I transferred to Georgia state where I think that's really where I started learning beer. One of my best friends was in a fraternity at tech so I would go over to hang out with him mm -hmm. and we have been good friends like since we were 16. So I would go hang out with him, but I was like, y'all's beer sucks. It's the <laughs> same beer that's at Alabama and all of it sucks. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to bring my own and I'm going to store it in your little mini fridge up in your dorm room. And I brought Heineken mm -hmm. and it also sucked, but I didn't know it at the time, but yep. it was mine. It was mine in a green bottle and I wasn't carrying a red solo cup and I thought I was the shit. Um, so then I went to Scotland and had that whole life experience with yes. cider and that is awful. Um, and I moved in with my best friend after Scotland and I transferred to Kennesaw up at like the more Northern Georgia area. Mm -hmm. Um, and I lived with my best friend and we started going to Taco Mac a lot. And like, mm -hmm. I will shit on Taco Mac constantly. Cause I'm like, <laughs> there are better wings. There are better sports bars. There's better beer, whatever. Mm -hmm. But for someone who's just learning about beer, they're like passport club that they used to have, mm -hmm. which now I think is like a college thing. They changed the whole branding around it, but okay. I joined the passport club. So you go in and you get a different beer every time. Mm -hmm. And the more different beers you rack up, the longer this list gets and you get like a t-shirt and then you get like a free drink or like a plaque and a mug. I don't know. Yeah. So I eventually got the t-shirt, which means I had like 150, but there was one beer that stuck with me and I tried to get him to get it earlier, but they don't have it. And I don't know where you can find it, but it's called Zingdu. Zingu. It's Brazilian. Why this was the beer that stuck with me. I will never know. I love that, but it's X I N G U. I think I'm glad you spelled that because yeah. Zingu black beer. Yep. Heineken Brazil dark lager. I'm using untapped on that person. That's okay. But see, no, doesn't the Heineken make sense? Yep, that does. Yeah. Heineken Brazil macro brewery, brewery. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of this beer before. Keep going. This thing was um, dark, select, refined beer with a medium body and creamy foam. 100% Brazilian product uses ingredients of the highest quality as a presence throughout Brazil. Due to its balanced and authentic flavor, it's recognized internationally by the Beverage Institute Tasting of Chicago as the best dark beer in the world and for its quality by the International Taste and Quality Institute of Belgium in 2006. 
The success of this beer is not limited to Brazil as it is present in the U.S. and Europe in its long neck version. Y'all, I loved this beer. Like, I don't remember the last time I had it. I can remember the label, name, the flavor, where I was when I drank it. The wings I had, half of them were lemon pepper. (laughs) It was incredible. So you want to know the closest place to us that we can get it? Kennesaw total wine. Oh, mother of 84. God. 84.8 miles away. <laughs> because that's where I had it. Why does Kennesaw the exclusive spot to have this beer? I mean, there's other places, but I'm almost positive that the Taco Mac like next to Kennesaw or the one next to where I lived because they're everywhere. Ha- like that is where I constantly got this beer. The only thing that I can think of is Heineken is from so local distributor wise. Uh, Cherokee has Heineken. Can they get Zingo? That's what I'm wondering. <gasps> I'm gonna ask on Monday. Oh my god! I'll see. What My he hopes says. are up a little he, bit. He'll, he'll probably look at me like, "What the fuck are you even asking me like, about?" Just trust me. I'll be. But you know what? I think even other people would look at him and be like, "What is this?" Yeah, it's <laughs> really okay. So, guys, the beer is good. Like, it's just good. Um, it's. I don't remember the full flavor profile because it's been ten years since I've had it. Yeah, but. It um that's what like cut my teeth on trying different kinds of beers. Um so life goes on, you drink beer, you try all the beers, you figure out kind of what you like and what you don't like. Um IPAs, I think my first IPAs for summer like Sweetwater beers and I did not like them. I just was in that camp of like I hear that IPAs are big, but like I guess I'm just not a beer person because that's not what I like. Um I moved back to Atlanta. Well, no, I lived in Colorado for a couple of years and this tiny little coffee shop I worked in also had a bar and they had a rotating like three or four tap kegerator essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's where I tried tank seven for the first time. Um, there was another beer that was bright pink and it had beets in it and it tasted like dirt, but not in a yes. way that you're like, this tastes like dirt. It's disgusting, but it tasted that like, almost irony like really cold clean i've been outside like working in dirt all day yes um that flavor and it was so good and i loved it and i was like i don't understand that beer can be this yep um and we would get sours that were really good there was a brewery down the road called broken compass and i will forever and ever and ever talk about this brewery and guys if you ever go to breckenridge colorado Go to this brewery, it's Broken Compass, and then call me and bring me back beer. <laughs> I will pay for it and I will pay you. I do not care. I want it. Are you looking it up? I'm looking up Broken Compass, but I also, I'm on Instagram and it, I wrote Broken. It said, can we help? We've hidden posts for whatever hashtags to protect our community from content that may encourage behavior that can cause harm and even lead to death. That's intense. I, I, I'm let's just finish typing compass and see what happens. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why it's even popping that up. There they are. I'm following them now. Okay. They, um, they have a coconut. I want to say a coconut milk stout or coconut porter or something. Um, that was one of the greatest things I've ever had. They had like a, it's been so long since I was out there, but they had like a ginger pale ale. Um, they had like a pepper beer. Everything they did was so good. And they don't distribute outside of there. Boo. They're so good though. And like when we lived out there, I lived with, you find it? 
No, uh, Latoya just texted us. Oh, um, she's by the way our third person, which we talked about her earlier, but she may or may not be dropping in. Yeah, she's the brewer at Five Woods around here. Yep. Um, so when I lived out there, like we were there every week, it was incredible. They're so small. One of the first events I did when I was out there, just like socially, was go to their anniversary party and like everything they do is just perfect and on point. Um, so when I moved back here, I trying to make a long story short, I was approached by a very good friend of mine who I worked for before I left Atlanta at a coffee shop and brunch place. And she was like, we need a taproom manager. Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, totally. I think I have an idea of what to do. I'm going to wing it. Um, so I took the job, which started my career in brewing five years ago, nearly five years ago. Um, and I managed the taproom for about a year and a half. And then I moved into social there for about a year and a half. And over the course of that time, I honed in my like love for beer and what I liked. And I wrote some notes, but some of my favorite things are if there is a milk stout on the list, I will always drink it. I love them. I think they're so easy to drink if they're done well. Mm -hmm. um, the Belgian blonde, which I'm also thinking about beers that if I'm sitting at work at the end of the day, what beers I gravitate to. Like I'm always going to try the crazy ones and it's going to be fun. And I'm going to have, you know, like, Oh yeah, this is good. Yes. I like this flavor, whatever. But the beers that I go that are just go-tos are Belgian blondes. Um, we put a lot of lemongrass in ours, mm -hmm. which is actually a common denominator in two of my favorites. Um, we put a lot of lemongrass in ours when it's delicious mm -hmm. and milk salt is very, very good. Um, the Eldorado hop I've discovered is my most favorite thing. Interesting. Yeah. If there is an IPA made with Eldorado hops, I am fully on board. Huh. I am. It, yeah. I'm its campaigner until the end. Um, and then a Kolsch. I think it's a really underrated kind of beer that nobody ever makes. Absolutely. The brewery that I worked for in Atlanta made a Kolsch and we put lemongrass or they put lemongrass in theirs. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I like lemongrass. But I love lemongrass and beer. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's so refreshing. Um, uh, uh, no, I almost said odd story. Uh, Wanderlinger stimulus check has a kind of like grassy lemongrass note to it. That's which, a check pills, right? Yes. Okay. And so, um, based off what I heard, that's very traditional, which I'm very ignorant to that. Um, but I think it's very solid hmm. and I enjoy it there. I know that throws people off. I think anything that's like, Earthy does not necessarily mean grassy, but those kind of notes kind of throw people off. I think people don't know what lemongrass tastes like outside of a beer. Tea is very common to have lemongrass. Yeah, on. it is. I think the, the biggest thing I've heard about lemongrass in our beer is that it tastes a little soapy. It's mm. the same people that don't like cilantro. Okay. Don't like lemongrass. Interesting. Okay. But I love both of them. Same. So I'm on board, but give me a solid Kolsch. I love it. It's a, it's kind of the same as the people that like Pilsners. Mm -hmm. Like it's, if you make a good Kolsch, just pronounce it correctly. Kolsch. How are people pronouncing oh it? Oh my God. When I worked at this other brewery, people would come in and they're like, can I get the Klosch or the Korsch? I'm like, what are you, what wow. are you reading I, right I now? I don't think I've ever heard anybody pronounce Kolsch. I think it's that, that O and I don't know. The what's umlaut. Called. Oh, is that what that's called? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I think it throws people off. Yeah. I think they get scared and they're just not sure how to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. But like we would stand there and be like, oh yeah, the Kolsch. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's how you say it. Or they would completely ignore you and just continue yeah. to pronounce it wrong. And you're like, 
I am not going to try. Here's the thing. Most brewers or like beer tenders, when they say a name, they're not going, oh my God, it's pronounced like, for example, Goza. They're not going, it's pronounced this. A lot of people call it Goose, Goes. And I mean, there's another style of beer that's pronounced, is it? Like, it's not goose, but it's like G-U-E. You know what I'm talking... Do you know the one I'm talking about? It's like maybe? goose or it's goes. Or goes. Yeah, it's, it's like, something. Yeah. It, and it does not look at all what no. it pronounces. Like, you would never know. But there's a lot of people that that beer, which is nothing like a goes at all. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that just have a hard time pronouncing goza. I'll so, will know. Yep. She'll be the one to ask. Um, but yeah, gozas are just like... People pronounce them a different way. And I'll be like... And I try to say it nicely. I'm like, well, it's called Goza. And they're like, oh. And so the reason I say that is not to make fun of anybody or to. It's education. It's education. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want you to find the wrong person. And they mock you because people do that. And it, and I mean, beer is such a learning experience. And this could also traumatize somebody where they're like, well, somebody made fun of me for the way I pronounced it. Now I don't want to drink it because now I'm afraid I'm going to say it wrong. But also, if you don't know, you don't know. At least you're trying. Exactly. And it's it's. I think there's a way to where I've always like, okay, I hear that you're pronouncing it wrong. So I'm just going to casually be like, oh yeah, our margarita goza is incredible. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm just going to say the word and you're either going to pick up on it or you're not. Yep. So. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever said this story yet or not, but that same best friend of mine who <laughs> happened to get me in a beer, he used to call Lagunitas, um, Laguntis. <laughs> oh. And the reason for it was his dad used to call it Laguntis. So him yeah. hearing his dad call it that, he used to call it that. And I don't remember if I was with him or not, but a bartender was like, it's Lagunitas. And he was just like, oh my God, I've been saying this during the whole time. So now I'm like, look, do you still enjoy Laguntis? And he's just like, screw you. But if you don't know <laughs> and you've never heard it correctly pronounced, then why would you know? Exactly that. And it's like line and kugel. No oh my one God, knows how no. to pronounce line and cuckoo. Nope. But their God, their shanty was the first one I ever had. Yes. Sam Adams Oktoberfest, which I love an Oktoberfest beer. Like yes. a Marzen. Oh my God. Speaking of October beers, so <laughs> Oktoberfest beers. I've already pre-ordered my Oktoberfest and Marzen beers from at least one brewery. Are we one of those? Nope. Nope. Um, I, it's not local, it's oh. Duclaw Brewing, but, um, because Duclaw, anything that they have that specialty to their pastriarchy series, their sour me series or anything like that, like it's one of those, like, okay, how many cases do you want? Which I ordered about two cases of both the Oktoberfest and I can't remember now the other one. One's an Oktoberfest, but I can't remember. It's maybe a pumpkin beer. Oh my God. Um, <sighs> let's just be honest. Pumpkin beer. Um, don't hate pumpkin beers. No, like, no, 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 don't hate on them. They're oh. good. I enjoy them. I enjoy them. And here's the thing. They're fun. You're not even drinking pumpkin. You're drinking the spices. Yes. It's pumpkin spices. It's not pumpkin. Pumpkin really doesn't have a flavor. Nope. To it. It's a gourd. Yep. It's just stringy and cold. Yep. So there's not really like, much flavor of pumpkin. It's more of the spices that you put in like a pumpkin, you know, pie or something. Yeah. So that's what you're getting. But it, so, so, okay. I would love to do a pumpkin beer podcast 100 yes i was already thinking about them? that okay <laughs> because i y'all real talk here i love a seasonal beer that way mm -hmm. that's like okay a pumpkin beer doesn't make any sense it makes no sense it's <laughs> kitschy it's seasonal but you're only gonna get it for like four weeks mm -hmm. maybe yeah and it's just fun like you're not supposed to love this. It's like <laughs> I love beer, and this is the beer I love. Like yep. that's not what it's for. Exactly. It's to make some money 
during this end of the year period <laughs> and like have fun with this shit. Like yep. have a Halloween party, drink pumpkin beer, like there carve pumpkins, drink pumpkin beer. Yeah. Have an October. Well, Oktoberfest is a different thing in and of yeah, itself, it but is. like throw a party. Like I'm, we're planning a party for this year for Oktoberfest and I'm pumped. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'll okay. plug that as we get closer. Yes, think, please. think 5k and like party and Love brats. It. I'm down. And a band. And some other things that Love it. we'll get there. But when we do, I think what we should do is if we do specialty beers, like let's say we do like a Belgian style or an Oktoberfest or a pumpkin beer, we will talk more in depth of the history too. Oh, for I sure. I think we can do some research, kind of discuss it. And just so it's not just us going, oh, we love these pumpkin beers, but how did it start? Like, yeah. why is there such a craze for pumpkin beers, this and that? Um, it's because a bunch of basic white women got together in a room and they said, <laughs> we really want to be part of this beer fad. How can we do that? How can we make it more inclusive to us? <laughs> and they created the pumpkin beer I, I because anything needs to be more inclusive to white women. Oh, white women. We I'm joking, guys. White women, by Please. The way. Please no. <laughs> uh, this is all a joke. It is a joke. Um, but mm. yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting market, but it's crazy that it's June and I'm already pre-ordering. Yeah. Like Oktoberfest beers, which means um by the time they release, which will probably be late July, August, early August, these beers are going to be gone before even October hits. And especially for Tennessee and where we're located, it's pretty damn humid and it gets pretty hot during July and August and even September, sometimes October. I mean, we really don't have cool periods necessarily. Um, it's going to be hot till Christmas. Yep. I mean, even that sounds probably wild to most people, but it is. It yeah. does. Mm -hmm. it, there's Christmases where it's 60, 70 degrees. Yeah. We don't get a white Christmas. We don't know what the fuck that even is unless you're out on the mountain and it gets cold, but we don't know what that is. Um, so, yeah, these beers that you're like, well, I'll hold off until it's actually time. Now you better nope. buy them early, store them and hope and pray that they're still good by the time. October, like, for example, Oktoberfest beers, when they actually hit in October, late September, I would say October. Um, good luck finding them at that point. Yep. You have to buy them early. Yep. Um, so that's what I'll be doing. I'll be storing up so we can do, we'll figure out a time to do that. Yeah, that'll be fun. I think we should do different styles, especially when it comes to certain parts of the year, like when it comes to December, uh, winter warmers. I think oh be my great. God. I love a winter warmer. Y'all it's like I'm gingerbread cookie. Um, I, I would, I want to say Christmas ales, but I don't know what distinguishes a Christmas ale. I don't either, but anchor seam brewing. Okay. Out in San Francisco has yes. a Christmas ale. All right. Or like a seasonal ale or whatever. Uh -huh. Festive ale. I don't know. Um, that is reminiscent of my early 20s. And I just think this is like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, I have an ex-boyfriend actually who used to work for Anchor Steam. And I would like make him mail me beer. <laughs> or I would like beg for it. And he's like, Sarah, it's at this package store near you. I'm like, I don't care. I want it from the source. I want it from you. It, I don't think it ever worked. But uh, I would say the one Christmas ale... And it's a sensitive spot to me is uh, Bell's has a Christmas ale that they release and it happened to be the one beer. So I typically take craft beer everywhere I go. Um, if it's to my parents, to my in-laws, like my grandpa's house, I take craft beer uh. too. I'm always doing like pictures or like sharing beers with people. Um, but my father-in-law, who I mentioned earlier about enjoyed PBR, but I had Bell's Christmas sale one year. And I think that was 2019, I think was when I had it. Well, I brought it up and he was like, well, I'll try it. So he tried it. He actually really enjoyed it. 
And sadly, with COVID last year, we weren't around him as much. And then he passed away back early April or May, excuse me. Um, obviously, wasn't able to share that beer with him again. But it was so good and seeing him enjoy it. And then I've had other people enjoy it just as much. Like, it's a really solid Christmas ale. I also love Bell's Brewing a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, they have like, uh, I think I was talking about this on the last one that we did uh, when we took over Brew Chat was... Uh, Incessant, uh, which is a double New England style IPA. And that's the, probably one of the smoothest doubles I've had in a long time. Uh, it was really good. But Bell's does really great. But that Christmas ale, going back onto that, is delicious and you should have it. Okay. So we have a lot of, we have at least three podcasts we can do yeah. <laughs> at the end of the year. Yeah. I, so I, you guys are hearing us brainstorm pretty much everything that we're going to be doing yeah. in the future, probably. Yeah. But we want to hear what you want to hear as well. Um, Okay, so I think time to wrap it up. Let's wrap it up then. Do you have any fun events or anything you want to plug? Um, Pruitt's Market is doing Chattanooga Brewery Appreciation Month for the whole month of June. There is a giveaway that you can enter. If you are local, you can come up on the mountain, enter. It gives you two entries um, to win this big giveaway of about, I would say it's about a two to $300. It's a bunch of the local breweries, so about six of them. Gave us hats, shirts, uh, lapins, Tin tackers, which I never knew what that name was until I saw it physically, um, which are like the metal signs that you see in bars or breweries. Um, bunch of like gift cards, stuff like that. So if you enter, you have to be a local to get it. Um, there are some social media stuff like on our Instagram or Facebook, as well as untapped. You can check in. So anybody who checks into our location for the month of June is pretty much getting entered for that as well, whether they know it or not. But <laughs> it's a part of it. Um, so we're doing that. We have beer tastings. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I've got going on. And then just stick. If you want to know what's going on with me in my life, Kimbo Bureau at Instagram or Facebook. Um, I randomly post. I don't really, I used to post every single day, but it's not as consistent as I used to do. Um, so I highly recommend just, you know, following and you can also contact me on there if you have any information or suggestions on the podcast. Cool. Um, yeah. So odd story. We've got a Father's Day event. We're normally closed on Sundays, but we like to sprinkle some events in. So we'll be open for Father's Day. We will be kid friendly that day. Um, I'm pretty excited. We're going to have Valkyrie axe throwing. I Beautiful. think we might set up some giant Jenga, some if you've ever played stump. No, it's, it's really fun. It's with a hammer and a nail. And I'm a little worried about kids being involved. But you know what? Parents are going to have to be responsible. It is what it is. Do you guys have like a signing? Like we are not, you know. Uh, responsible for any injuries i'll put like a disclaimer on the wall um okay. <laughs> we're thinking about putting up some beer pong just have like a fun like game day kind of um yes. so really excited about that we've got some fun just like other random events coming down we started live music back uh, we have trivia every week um check out our instagram or facebook for those things it's odd story brewing co um otherwise yeah i'm just trucking along working and podcasting and photographing so if you same with Kim. Like if you want to know what's going on, it's Sarah Buckner photo uh, on Instagram. Let me know what you want to hear, what you want us to talk about, what beers you want us to cover. Um, or if you're just like, never do this again. And I'm really sad and mad at you and block you, but <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Cause we just like to talk. Yep. Uh, yeah. So thanks for hanging out with us on a Thursday night or, yeah. a, or a Friday afternoon we don't know when our dates are set but we, we really are, don't we're doing this on a thursday night yeah which we'll probably keep doing maybe every other week for now um and 
thanks for drinking with us. Yes. Thanks for joining episode one of the We Don't Have a Name Yet, But We Eventually Will podcast. The <laughs> Unnamed Beer cast. <laughs> thanks, guys. Maybe we'll just keep that. Okay. Bye. Bye.